0: Hey, what up RDU? Welcome to RDU Black. We're back for another episode. I'm DeVeshi.
1: Hi, I'm Aisha.
0: Yeah guys, so this is gonna be um, an interesting topic on today. Um, I wanted to kind of just um, bring up a quick question to Aisha. Aisha, how, how are you with kickbacks?
1: Oh, I'm excellent. As an event planner, I'm always the host. The host with the most. So, (laughs) Um, yeah, I love hosting people in my space and, you know, really just like inviting folks over, having a nice spread. I think about food that I'm going to serve, put on some good music. I have actually like booked people for like private dinners. So if I like if I don't feel like cooking, I will actually like hire somebody to come in and cook um yeah so I love hosting events at home
0: oh so so actually for me I I think I would love to be that guy but I'm not really that guy I'm the guy that um um it takes actually takes me a while before I actually invite people to my space now for the people that I have invited to my space I have I'll go all out. I'm doing, you know, place settings. I'm doing, I'm making sure I do all the cooking. Uh, people say, well, what do I need to bring? I said, nothing. Just bring you because this <laughs> is not going to happen. That's right? <laughs> this ain't going to happen for a very long time. So you might as well get used to, you know, <laughs> you know take pictures, <laughs> Instagram it because I don't know the next time this is going to happen. But I wish, I honestly wish I, I had an eye. Like I'm not a very good interior decorator or someone who could like really transform a space. So it's like, even my my apartment, I had to hire a decorator because I'm like, although I'm very creative, that's just, I don't, that's a, that's a part of that creativity that I just have not unlocked.
1: Yeah. I I mean, and it's, time consuming too. So like definitely it takes time to put together something. So, but I choose to go to like home goods. I'll look around even at Dollar Tree. I do not discount Dollar Tree or Five Below. Walmart, anywhere I can go and find like discounted party supplies, you know, Party City just shut down. So I'll go to Party City and pick up some things, even though I might not be having an event right then and there. I just pick up stuff because you never know when you just want to throw a kickback or celebrate somebody's birthday you know super bowl is coming up if you already have plates and cups and everything at home then boom it's a party
0: yeah so like um my my decorator if you see behind me this little circular motion this little mirror thing going on right there um she actually made every everything that you see there came from the dollar tree and she made this. oh i would have never oh, thought okay. to do that All never right. I know that she right. had a, <laughs> Shout out to Lady Suzette Spence, my former first lady. Uh, she uh, she designed my apartment, but it, it was like when she showed me because she showed the video of it. I was like, I was like sitting there, like amazed. Like, where did you even get the vision oh. to be able to do that? She said, I was going on Pinterest and just saw hey. saw something similar. You know, <laughs> I, I'm not a Pinterest guy, but I know we have some people out there that love you no know, Pinterest boards and all of that. So it's like. Right. Mm. <laughs> I promise you my walls, my first apartment, my walls were completely blank for like the first year and a half of me being in the apartment. I didn't have anything. I barely had furniture and I was like, okay, you're grown now you should have furniture in your house. So, (laughs) you know, spruce it up, throw some paint on the walls, buy your picture.
1: like." You have to, Pinterest is a good place to start to like, to like form your vision. Pinterest gets a lot of people kind of caught up though because if you see something on Pinterest that you like, make sure you have the budget for because that's like the biggest thing is like, Oh, this is really cute. But it usually t- takes like a lot of time and energy to put that look together. So reevaluate your budget. It's okay to like, wait, save some coins, make sure you're ready. So if you're like redecorating your house, redecorating a space and you want to get it painted and you really want like some, Beautiful furniture and some artwork like it's OK to wait, make a plan for it, budget for it and then like execute it. So I would suggest that um, Princess is a good starting place for you to kind of like, like create your vision and have a place where you want to start. But um, definitely like consulting a professional will help with that. I know I personally hired an interior designer as well um, as a surprise birthday gift for my boyfriend for his room. And she knocked it out the park. I didn't really have to do much at all. But and same thing with events, like I'm always like do it yourself is nice, um, but I'm also team hire an event planner because I know how much time and energy and effort goes into making an event pop. And your event planner knows like all the vendors in the area and they know great people that you can collaborate with and they can work with you pretty much on any budget, at any good event event planner would so definitely start off with pinterest use that as like your starting place and then kind of come up with like what your budget should be and if all else fails please hire a professional
0: so y'all heard it from asia's mouth absolutely (laughs) straight from her mouth um just hire somebody (laughs) (laughs) that's my mantra and save up the coin so you can be able to hire somebody because um uh, but some of my brothers out there that are listening, y'all probably feel me there. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's like you, you still want to have your little bachelor pad, but at the same time, when you bring over your your lady, you want it to look like something, smell like something, you know. So right. if you can't do it, find somebody that can do it because some people, like I'm pretty sure, somebody like Asia probably saw the 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 horribleness of her boyfriend's uh bedroom <laughs> and said, you know what, we could do better. <laughs>
1: We can do better. Right. And so she came up with a vision and well, I I gave her some ideas and then she came up with the overall vision and then she put it together and like, boom, like she made it happen. I had like a month to pull this off. And so she made it happen in two weeks. So definitely like hiring a professional takes all like the stress away. I didn't have to worry about anything. I had to have my money though. So, but I paid her. So, um, yeah we'll definitely shout her out and i'll definitely uh we'll post her on our instagram so make sure you're following us at rdu black podcast and we'll definitely have to shout her out
0: yeah guys so we're just going to be talking all, all about you know event planning and um creating that vision for whatever that next big thing is and um so stay tuned uh we're going to take a small little break um and when we come back we're going to um dive more into that Hey guys, this is the base shift RDU Black Podcast. Make sure you're following us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us on the handle at RDU Black Podcast. That's R D U B L K Podcast. We post regularly, so make sure you stay connected.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of RDU Black. Today, we have... Hey! hey. So today, joining us is Joy Spite. Uh, She is the virtue events and also the owner of an awesome venue in Durham, North Carolina, called Sweet Four. So we're excited to jump in, tell you all about it. We got some great questions lined up for her, Um, and Joy is just someone who brings joy to everybody's life. So we're gonna have fun tonight.
0: Absolutely! Welcome to the stage, Mrs. Joy Spite.
1: Hey, y'all. Hey.
0: Hey, hey.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Hey, hey.
1: girl. Hey. <laughs> Hi. Welcome. Welcome to RDE Black. We appreciate you for being here with us today. I'm going to go ahead and get started with introducing you to everybody um, going through your bio, and then we're going to hop right into questions, all right? Sounds good to me. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, stay with us, we have Joyce Spike. The highly sought after award-winning event planner and designer, Joy Spite, has been in the hospitality industry for over 20 years, planning events from New York to South Florida. From Durham, North Carolina, Joy attended two historically black universities, Virginia State University and North Carolina Central University. Joy has created one of the most highly sought out um, minority woman-owned event management companies in North Carolina, Virtue Events Incorporated. Virtue has been responsible for creating, designing, and planning cultural and nationally recognized events such as Art of Cool Festival, Moog Fest, and the Grammys, and have been featured on Bravo TV. Having worked with Grammy award-winning artists such as Esperanza Spalding, Nina Freelon, and Lenora hems Hammonds, Virtue has raised the bar for event management companies worldwide. Joy has been voted Best Event Planner for eight years in a row from Durham Magazine for the creation and design of her events. Joy and her team believe in economic development and diversity and inclusion for people of color and represent a wide array of clients all over the United States to design events that support those efforts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Joy Spike. Yay, 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 yay. <laughs> Where's <is> the horn? <laughs> I know, right?
0: <laughs> we would definitely make sure we have those horns yeah, in.
2: Yeah, add that later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> welcome, 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 welcome. I'm, 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 thank you for being a part of our um our initial episodes here at RDU Black. Uh, we really want to really be highlighting. Uh, black owned businesses in this area, we want to just shine the light and give you all of your flowers. So as we're talking, don't be afraid to um, to brag a little bit and um, just be you and uh, just ride this ride with us. Okay.
2: That sounds good. I will tell you, I am such uh, the modest one. So I'll let y'all brag. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just be here to answer the questions and have the hard conversations.
1: <laughs> well we will certainly do that we'll certainly brag on you so we'll hop right on in um so joy i know you're the plug to all things in the rdu you have a lot of connections um i was personally girl crushing on you before i even met you so um so in this industry i feel like we make so many connections and it's hard to work with everyone and stay in touch so my biggest question for you is how do you maintain friendships and personal relationships as an entrepreneur
2: (laughs) that is a trick question um honestly my superpower is building relationships so it's important to me to build strong relationships with anyone that um I connect with period point blank and there has to be a level of balance right so there's sometimes where i don't reach out because i'm busy and i'm working and the other party will reach out to me and there's sometimes where i'm not as busy and i'll reach out to them so i think it's important for people to understand when it comes down to relationships that it's not always 50/50 sometimes it's 75/25 sometimes it's 90/10 and um, the the groundwork or the foundation of that um, relationship will determine whether or not once those metrics and those measurements start to change and life happens, um, yes. how strong the relationship is. So for me, it's, I, I love people. Uh, I love and hate people to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> I get, I'm like, I don't know, but, <laughs> but um, for me, you know, if I really connect with you, like I connect and I am consistent so the way that you meet me is the way that i will always be and um so that's kind of how it happens it's just organic for me
1: yes i i hundred percent believe that um and the hospitality industry, I think it's all about relationship building and connecting with people. And I found that out really soon after um, moving to Durham and kind of branching out to the hospitality industry. Uh, it was just just exactly what you said. It's all about those organic relationships that you make with people um, that make it like long lasting. And there's still people I connected with like back in 2015, 2016, that we still stay in touch. And like you said, it's not always 50-50. Sometimes I need things from them. Sometimes I haven't talked to them in a year, but then I can pick back Up with them, you know, in a short amount of time, and that's just because we have a good relationship, and I've been trustworthy to them. I've been someone that's come through to them. I've been consistent. That just because we don't talk every day doesn't mean that the relationship is like damaged or tarnished, right? Right. But it's yeah, it's just about making those connections and finding some way to like keep those touch points and stay in touch.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and and I think it's also important to be authentically you. So when you're in a relationship with someone, if you can't be you, what's the purpose? (laughs) So, um, and I'm quirky. I'm, you know, I'm the flower child. I'm the person that's like all over the place, Um, you know, personally. Um, So my inner circle knows me as like the one that's like always in a hoodie and sweatpants. And that's what (laughs) I prefer to do. And, but in professional life, I have to show up because, you know, aren't really going to always listen to me in a hoodie and sweatpants so you know I think it but but to know that that's what I like and I enjoy is to really know me you know what I mean so um, I think it's important
1: yeah absolutely 100% agree with that so um, I saw on your Instagram that you recently quoted, don't let anyone define you. And I really feel like this that last question really kind of rolls into this one. Um, don't let anyone define you. You define yourself. You mentioned that designers like to coax their clients into their own vision for an event, and that authenticity should be a baseline for any event design. So what do you believe sets virtue apart from any other event planning company in the area? Mm. Girl. <laughs> not that good?
2: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's right. <laughs> Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. That part, that part. Um honestly, what sets virtue apart is uh we try to be uh or represent the world that we want to live in. Um so we're really tapped into diversity and inclusion. And for us, it's not just a buzzword, Mm -hmm. it is a lifestyle. And so my staff represents the community. And now keeping in mind that we serve as clients from New York to South Florida. So those communities Mm -hmm. change, but what is consistent in all of those communities is that they are not all white. They are not all black. Um and so it's important to um it's important to make sure that uh when we go and approach clients or clients approach us that they feel welcome yeah and absolutely they having worked in different markets that, I haven't always felt welcome. I mean, I've had people pretty much tell me to my face, like we don't like black people, we don't like planners. And I'm like, yeah, okay, well, I'm here to do a job. So <laughs> sometimes I don't like <laughs> black people and sometimes I don't like planners, but guess what? I got to get the job done and I'm here. And so let's do this, you know what I mean? And so I think it's um, for for us being authentically us and um appreciating the contrast in the difference of everyone is what makes you stronger. And that I don't think is, people don't do that uh, as they should. And so for us, that's a lifestyle. That's like the baseline is if you have any type of chip on your shoulder about anybody, then, you know, you really, you're not going to gel well with us at all.
0: Yeah. yeah, I wanted to um, kind of talk to, when people talk about the Black experience and Black people, that we are not monolithic. We are not of one way. It's not one way of of, of seeing us. We all have our different ways of expression. Um, and you talked about um, how your originality and your uniqueness was um, important to how you even take your business and, and different style of business and decision that you make, can you talk to, um, just how important, um, that uniqueness is in this particular niche?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are 50 million (laughs) thousand, as if that's a number, planners in the world. You know what I mean? Like when I got started, um, it was just mostly white women, um, who were corporate planners or wedding planners. Um, and it wasn't a lot of Black women that were in the planning industry at all that I could look to for any type of inspiration or much less any help. And so um, for me, what what I decided is that I made a conscious decision that I wanted to create a company that I, that was fun and that I enjoyed working in and that I woke up every morning and I was excited. And and sometimes I'm not, but you know, for the most part, Mm -hmm. um, that I could wake up and be excited um, at, you know, actually doing the work because this is a thankless job. Um, Planning events is thankless. People think that it's easy. We make it look easy on purpose and ultimately it's a luxury. And, um, our trying to educate our communities on the importance of being a planner is like a whole nother job. That's like I spend most of my time doing that the education part of why you want to pay me a lot of money. <laughs> and so, um, as a result of that, I also have to prove it right. So, I can't just talk you into it and then not have results. That's no. Because at that point, I'm a fraud. Absolutely. So, you know, I think for us, it was important early on to kind of set that precedent that's like, you know what, if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to get it done by any means necessary. And it might not be in the time frame that I tell you, but I promise you I'll get it done. And I mean, I've, I've been able to stick to that. Um, at my own peril, sometimes, is I'll, you know, be like, oh yeah, we can have someone drop out of the sky and twirl around, and you know, <laughs> put confetti on your, on your event, and you know, nine times out of ten, it's me dropping out of the sky and putting confetti <laughs> on the event. So, no, I think you you just have to be a, a woman of your word or a man of your word, and you know, make sure that you deliver. Whatever it is you're telling your clients, I hope that answered your question.
0: Absolutely, it does. Um, I I think that, um, and even as entrepreneurs, we, or really just Black people in general, um, we deal with the stigma of um, we're Black, and so either either we're trying to give you a hookup, or we're trying, you know, or you know, we're 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 almost cheapening. um, for the same amount of service. So it's like kind of going into it knowing that, hey, when it's time to show up, it's time to show up. It's time to show and prove.
2: Yeah. And I think it's important that everyone understand that uh, you're worthy of your hire, whether it's a side hustle or whether it's your full-time gig. Uh, I mean, that's biblical. like, And if it's in the Bible, then we definitely need to be living by it where it's, you know, at the end of the day, the gifts and the talents that you're blessed with, if you choose to um, bring that to the industry and to the market, then you know what? Guess what? You got to charge. You got to make a living. And I think I, where I went wrong early is, you know, trying to be all things to all people because I, you know, I was like, oh yeah, I can do this. I can do that. And What I realized, actually, someone told me the quote, like, you know, you're a jack of all trades, master of none, and I was like, "Mm -hmm, I think I can probably fix that quote, and just be a jack of all trades and a master of all trades. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I like sought out to get all these different certifications and get all these letters behind my name. And actually, master everything that I did. Now I had to do them one at a time, right. which is why I'm able to do from weddings all the way to music festivals. But that also meant that I had to, you know, fall and fail fast. Mm. And, uh, and so at that point, you learn like, okay, I scraped my knee on that, don't do that again, do this. And I spend a lot of time like just thinking in my own head about how I can do things better which means that I don't often um, I don't often enjoy the event while I'm in the event because I'm working I'm here right and so usually people are like oh you you must be so proud of this I'm like I don't even know what happened like after <laughs> I plan it I'm on to the next thing <laughs> and so if I don't see images or video or if I don't have like if I don't see anything after the event, I, did it happen? I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I could, I could definitely see. I think I've seen that expression on your face a couple of times. Like I, I'm thinking back to the wedding show now. I'm just like, she kind of seemed like she was like she was kind of present, but she wasn't. But I'm like, there's just bomb a beautiful amazing event to design behind her these beautiful it looks like the ocean like oh my gosh you just you knocked out the park and it was like you kind of had that facial expression like okay this i mean that was beautiful but i'm i'm doing something else
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. and, and you know what that is so funny thank you for for saying that i think i might have i think i had just gotten off a plane two days earlier and i literally put that like threw that together in like a day and, was, wow. and, and so most people are like, what are you thinking? I'm like, because I have it here. And oh, yeah. By the time I I will pull the trigger quick because I know what I want. And sometimes I don't. I'm like, I think this will work. Put it together. And my vendors are like, Are you serious? And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's try it out. So
0: <laughs> that is the life and mindset of the creative. Absolutely. Yes, it's like. So, some, Sometimes um, all you have to do is say go mm-hmm. and trust me, because of, you know, either experience or education. I've already I already know where to go. It's it's it's, it's, it's a, it, I don't even think about it. It's something that is like all I have to do. You, you give me the the OK and the funding. Come on. And the funding, <laughs> and I can do. I can make wonders happen.
2: Where's my
1: tambourine? <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow.
1: Yes, but you, well, you really just dropped some really good gems because I feel like sometimes as Black women, um, not even, we'll take the industry out of it, but just as Black women in general, we have to work 10 times as hard as our yeah. counterparts. And so like you said, you have to strive to get those letters behind your name and get those certifications that you need to set yourself apart so that you can come off seen as like knowledgeable and hireable. And, you know, cause sometimes I feel like it's hard to get into those rooms. It's hard to get into those positions. Um, if you, you know, if you are a black woman and people really just kind of look at your resume, but they don't really look at what you could do, what you can pr- produce creatively, but there could be a, um, a white woman that applies for the same role um, or pl- wants to work with the same event. And then she can get it just because, you know, res- why well, she has on her resume, but black women have to come through and like prove it. And, you know, it's like, 10 times fold, you got to have 10 times more for them to even like take a second to even look at you. They might have three letters, but you're gonna have to have 27, you know. So, yeah. I, I personally feel that way. Uh, I, it resonated with me, me when you said that being a jack of all trades and but being a master to all of them. And I really feel like I cannot afford to just be mediocre, I can't afford to just do the bare minimum because it's not mm-hmm. gonna help me to like elevate me, get me where I need to go. I'm gonna have to outperform my counterparts. Um, because we're not the same. We're not seen as the same.
2: Yeah. Now I will tell you, I will tell you there's just one flaw in that thought. And the one flaw is they don't matter. Mm. Mm. You, I mean, why would you why would you want to be average? Why wouldn't you want to do things in an excellent way? Like why why? And so I had to ask my initially when I moved back to Durham, I was like, what in the world happened to, to my city?" Like I'm from here, born and raised here. It was a completely and totally different city. And I had to, as painful as it was, relearn the, the place that I grew up in.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And wow. because of that, then I had to build all new relationships because I was gone. I was gone for 10 years. And so you know, I knew Charlotte and even when I go back to Charlotte, guess what? Some of the vendors and some of the people that I used to work with aren't even in the industry anymore. And so there's a constant level of change and change is constant. And so rather than me get, dig my heels in and, and I'm like, look, I'm from here. This is my city, which sometimes I do do that. But <laughs> there are other times where I have to be, be like, okay, um, I have to, you know, open up my door, open up my thinking and say, you know what, this isn't really about me competing with anybody other than myself. Top myself. Right. And and that's what I do. I really I think that's part of going back to, you know, what makes us unique. We do us. Like you know, yeah. we're not just doing purple light lit events. Like we do the whole spectrum of colors. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I don't really look at anybody. Now I will appreciate other people's work. There you go. I will not. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of 10, I can know somebody's work and not know their name. And then mm-hmm. when I'm, I'm like, oh, I like your work. And I, and and most people will tell you that I can, I've walked up to people and I'm like, oh, that's you. I like your work. I pay attention to the work. What's the
0: result?
1: Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
0: What's the result?
1: Awesome. What's the result?
0: <laughs> I want to piggyback just a little bit off of that because I know as a an event planner um, that collaboration is paramount. So it's like I I as yeah. I see and hear you talk. Um, in order for you to kind of pull off these wonderful events that you are doing, um, you have to be able to kind of work with people. Just get, Either you got to love working with people or you just got to be able to know how um, people work. Yeah. Um, can you speak to how collaboration is currency and yeah. how that translates um, into your particular business?
2: You know what? I freaking like y'all. Y'all got the good questions. <laughs> Let me get comfortable on that one. Um, so so yes, great question. And I will tell you, um, our mantra and how we do business period is to create the win win period it's, I, if, if I'm only winning, it's not a win-win and it's not a good situation for me. And so I've walked away from deals often. Um, I've walked away from working with vendors <laughs> often, um, because it, it, sometimes it's just a take mentality, you know what I mean? Um, and I'm not really about that. Cause I have a giver's heart. I will give people and I have given my last to this industry, to the people in this industry. I spend a lot of money with vendors. Um. But what's important to me is again the relationship. So I like raw talent. So nine times out of ten, um, the vendors and I'm loyal, to a fault. So the nine times out of ten, the vendors that I've that I'm still using, I started with when I got back, like ten years ago.
0: Okay. I I know loyalty. Um, especially in this type of business, it has to be something that, um, you hold hard to because, um, you have to have to have that, that Rolodex that you can always pull from. And if, um, if I treat this vendor or this client the right way, the law of reciprocity is going to come back to me.
2: <laughs> so about that, <laughs> about that. Um... That's not always true in business.
0: Ah, okay. Expound that a little bit.
2: It should be. It is a law. It should be. Um, Just like everybody should have equity and have a seat at the table. Not reality. Um, I will say, personally, I've learned, and I used to have a chip on my shoulder about it, but I have put a lot of money in a lot of people's pockets. Not just in the Raleigh-Durham area. I'm talking about all over the place, and for a while, I felt slighted because I'm always the one calling people up with gigs, but nobody ever calls me. And 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 I mean, vendor-wise, nobody ever calls me. You I probably count on two of my hands how many referrals from vendors that I've put money in their pockets have I received back
0: and that's that reciprocity I was talking about not really that those businesses or other people may speak back to you because I'm a firm believer that um, that if you give you receive yes. it's, it's, it's it's a it's it's a, it's, law. It's a law absolutely a you law. give you receive so mm-hmm. it may not be in the way that I probably want to see it but is definitely going to, I'm um, definitely going to uh, reap some of that um, investment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. My question for you is how do you overcome this and what inspires you to create? Cause there, I mean, there's really some times where I can dream about an idea bags with budgets one of the last events I've done uh was so that was just the reality for me I literally had a dream about it I got up the next day I wrote it down and then a few months later I bought that event to life and it happened just like that it was just I was motivated I knew it was going to happen because I already saw it but there are some times where I don't have the vision (laughs) and I don't feel creative and I'm just kind of in a funk so you know as a planner to another planner how do you overcome this and what inspires you to create and just kind of keep pushing so that's a great question and that's a real
2: thing. Um honestly, I fire myself just about every week. <laughs> so um I will tell you that that is that's a real place. It's a real place and I will when when I first started I would have an event and and I I It's so funny uh, that I'm still saying this, but it's crazy. So I would have an event. I would be high. The event went in. I would tank. And then I would book another event. And then I would be high. And then I would, in that event, tank. And I was talking to my brother. And he said, um, Joy, it's momentum to momentum. When you're at the height of your event, book another event.
1: Mm. And I was like, well, damn, can I cut from this thing?
2: That is genius. Like literally it it was genius because events are emotional and creativity is emotional and we've all been taught not to care about how we feel because it's, it's fleeting. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, Um, how you feel is a guiding light to whether or not you're on the right path. The way that you know if you're on the right path or you're making the right decision is by how peaceful you are. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's the guide. If you're not at peace, don't do it. Don't move yet. And there's some times where God will give you visions and plans and things to do but it might not be the right time. And so yeah. that's where that inspiration comes in because if God gives you a vision and he starts sending things your way to fill in the path as you're walking, that's when you start moving.
0: Wow. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's all about divine timing. It's all about um, making the right moves at the right time but believing yeah. that god is directing your path and I, like i said we're, we're not gonna have um, yeah. a, a um, religious discussion mm-hmm. but um when you know you know
2: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and yeah. you have
0: confidence in that confidence in that, and that it's true. even faith. if i can't see it i know it.
2: yeah faith makes things possible not easy
0: i saw in in your um in your bio that you're the product of two HBCUs um, and I'm going to shout them out real quick. Uh, Virginia State University and the North Carolina Central University. In yeah. <laughs> um, and you're intentionally vocal about one, your love for black people, but also being a product of HBCU. We now have an HBCU um, grad that mm-hmm. sits in the White House yeah. um, with our, our, our vice president. Can you speak to how those institutions has helped shape you into the mogul that you are today.
2: Mm. First of all, thank you for calling me a mogul. I will receive that. (laughs) Um, yeah, I I think it's, I, I can only speak from experience in that, um, the way that I grew up, I grew up watching the Cosby show. I grew up watching a different world. And that um, made me want to experience life through that lens. And uh, my mother was a teacher and educator and uh, eventually became the athletic director at Central. So I was always on Central's campus as a little girl. I went to uh, elementary school or preschool there. on my summers, I went to N.Y.S.P. Um, eventually, that became my summer job, being a lifeguard um, at the Walker Complex. Um, So I just, I knew that world intimately. And when I graduated, I graduated, I was 17. I graduated at 17. And I went to Virginia State and... I had never really experienced, I had, let me back up. My father's an Aggie. My mother went to South Carolina state and then she, um, started working at central. Uh, my brother was an Aggie. My sister went to Howard, my other, my oldest sister went to fam. So like we were all HBCUs. Damn, I had no choice, even, I applied, and I'll tell you this, I applied to Wake Forest because I just liked Wake Forest. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. It was, my dad was like, why? Like, I was was allowed one PWI to apply to. And Mm. I applied to Virginia State, um, Norfolk State, Hampton, Delaware State, and and then Wake Forest. (laughs) Um, And I... Now I look back at it and I'm like, yeah, that was like, that actually shaped who I was. That shaped my relationships. I'm still friends. In fact, one of my videographers I went to college with, um, and he is an Emmy award-winning videographer up in DC. And so every chance I get, I ship him down here to video an event for us. It's just,
0: for me, it's just a way of life. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about um, your brick and mortar suite for what made you take the leap in doing that type of a business move because you have people who is like, especially a lot of creatives, a lot of them, they they just, I'll just kind of do my business outside, but you made the decision, no, I want to actually uh, a place, a hub where I can actually host events there what made you um move in that direction
2: so i will tell you that was not a part of my business model at all most people were like oh you're you know the next step for you is an event venue and i was like nah because i like being on the road and i like traveling and going to different places and meeting different people it helps it inspires me um to not be in the same space and i I wasn't that wasn't on my radar but what happened is as i got back built the relationships i built um it just started coming up more frequently more people started asking me if they could have and host events in their space and this isn't my first one um i've managed a space up in New York um, on Adam Clayton Powell Boulevard. And that was great. I mean, but I was doing it remotely. I was in Durham and I was just booking events in that space from Durham. Wow. The whole purpose of virtue was to be virtual, right? Like, mm-hmm. and so I didn't really want an event space, but um, what ended up happening is the more it, people do business with who they know, trust and like, and I'm naturally indifferent. I will create the win-win, but like, if you don't want my help, you don't have to, you, you really don't have to take it. And it's fine. But I, I always seek to be a solution. And so um, what ended up happening with this particular project is that my business partner was like, uh, he literally sought me out, had his assistant, like, get in touch with my brother, write an email, like, hey, we really want to talk to Joy. And by the time I responded back, um met with him like on Christmas Eve or something. And he was like, yeah, I want to show you this space. And I, I had already seen it. I saw it three years early and it had been sitting empty for three <laughs> years, literally, at, when I saw it the first time. And so I was like, yeah, I can do, you know, I can knock this out um but here's the thing is it's got to be equitable. Yeah. If you want me to do it, I need I need to be I, I need to be at the table and he completely agreed and um I am 51% owner. Yeah, you know, I made my my purpose clear is that listen, look, I want to use um black vendors and I want to make sure that there's a space to create community and i yeah i want to make money great but the money will come if you're intentional and equitable and you treat people right and what i realized is that a lot of ven- a lot of venues one there's not a female woman owned uh, not black venue in durham which i think is right. crazy wow and not, uh, right it, it, i think it's crazy and even the real estate, like a lot of the old heads and the old guard that that sold when, you know, downtown was like trash. They didn't leave any type of legacy to pass down to the next, you know, generation of us um, who are actually doing business in Durham. And so now we have to recreate that all over again. And for me, it was important for me to create a, a safe space for us all to convene and feel welcome doing so. For us, for me specifically, uh, with Suite 4, it was important to me um, to be able to show that Black people can have like upscale, nice events and it not be and pretentious. Um, and that's what I wanted. And And I personally like lounges. I'm not a club chick, but I like lounges. I can go to Atlanta or Philly or D.C. and go to a lounge and just kick it. And I'm completely happy. We don't have that here. And when, the, when you have the comparison between Durham and Raleigh, Raleigh has invested in the infrastructure of Raleigh to be able to have these types of events and places um, to attract more commerce to Raleigh. Durham has not made it a priority yet.
0: How has Sweet Four weathered this new environment of COVID? <laughs> and do you have any um, stories, or and or um, both successes and, and and failures, but also kind of speaking to that type of what adjustments you had to make?
2: Um. Yeah. So. I acquired the venue in January of 2020. So our job, I was going to launch it in March and then COVID. Um, the good thing is I was kind of ahead. So I have the event planning side and then I have the venue and then I got two other businesses outside of that. And, um, what I did, what I chose to do initially was just rest. Cause I was tired. And I spent March until May literally just taking care of me. Mm. And um, May, I started to pick up Sweet four back up again. And I'm glad I didn't launch in March because of the fact that like, I would have been rushing and I would have been doing things like haphazardly and it just wouldn't have been good. So I took that time to actually go back through and literally like I mean, redesign and re strategize on the space. Um, So, to date, we haven't. Well, I'll take that back. Back, December was when we first put out an ad. All the business that we've gotten has been from my Facebook page. And that was just me going live and being like, hey, y'all. And from August until now, August until December, I will say. All the business that we've experienced has been word of mouth and um, people just circulating the uh, Facebook live that I did. Now we're in Heart of NC Weddings um, Magazine, and um, we've, we've started to see quite a bit of pickup from, from that. Um, so what we did is we um, follow all of the guidelines for the state and from um, the governor, and We do like small dinner parties. Um, We've done a ton of photo shoots, video shoots. Um, We have partnered with um, Durham Public Schools and Kate's Corner to do a a learning collaborative, like a e-learning center, and uh, and subleased a portion of that the building because we weren't quite sure what was going on with with COVID. And then we you know, pretty much pushed all the other events to the other side. Um, we house um, uh, Elevation Church in our space every Sunday. And so they are a tenant and um, they come in and have church every Sunday and will likely grow into some of the other spaces. So we have a total of nine um, nine locations within our venue. Oh, Wow. Um, event so it's over, it's about 12,000 square feet total and um, so there's so many different ways that it can be utilized right you, you can do corporate events in there um, you can do you know we, we own the parking lot so you know we have events in the parking lot Black um, like August um, before I acquired it, I did Afro Soca in the parking lot and had almost a thousand people. Um, when I talked to Crystal today, in in the parking lot, and I was like, "That's dope! Like a thousand people in, my, in this parking lot would have been great." I mean, it was tight, I'm sure, but <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, like you know, the fact that that every inch of that space can create a whole nother experience was yeah. appealing to me. And then you know with my business partner pretty much like, hey, you know what? You're the expert. You're the talent. Like, I was like, oh, okay. And I have to, I have to even now, once I get off with you, I have to, you know, rework the strategy, pivot a little bit. But I keep it consistent with my talent and my skills, um, and my network. I never stray far from what it is that is I'm doing, which is build connection. In relationship, I need to be able to uh, replicate this in other cities across America. We're in 24 cities total, virtue is across the US. So, in 24 cities, I have the opportunity to build connection with other people. That's what I want to do. Like, that makes me happy. That excites me. That is a gift. And it is a project bigger than joy. And that is the most important part because that means I have to lean into that alignment and make sure I'm aligned uh, to pull
0: it off. Nice,
1: awesome, awesome. Okay, Joy. So you've dropped so many amazing gems. And so I always ask this question, this is my favorite question to ask because I'm a sponge. So I'm trying to take in as much information as possible. And for people like you who are successful, who are determined um, and you, know, you, you have a lot of knowledge but there's gotta be something that pours into you. So my question to you is, um, what are you reading? What podcasts are you listening to? What resources are you plugged into um, that helps you pour into yourself? I'm not getting no. I'm not doing this no more as well. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> what
2: am I reading? Take your so I, I am reading, I'm currently reading Scaling Up, um, which is uh, a business book, really, um, about how to scale your company. And so that I can stop, you know, being the master of all things (laughs) to, um, I really want to, to empower others. And so I need to find a better way to do that. Second thing I'm reading is, um, ask and it's given Abraham Hicks. And that is more about, um, law of attraction and how to apply it to your life. And that has changed my life over the past year um that has yeah that's a game changer that one uh and scaling up is a game changer um what am i how else am i doing? i just joined um i've been asked and asked and asked and i just joined um uh, entrepreneurs organization and accelerator where um the goal is to make a million dollars in, I think, a year.
1: All right, yeah,
2: yeah. So that uh, I just we meet every month um, and quarterly, and that has completely blown my mind um, because sometimes you don't know what you don't know, and right. to be around, I am. I never profess to be the expert in the room. I'm. I am like you. I'm a sponge. Um, But also I have a whole history of entrepreneurship that I can draw from, but the world is different now and the world is different from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and the 2000s. And it is starting to become even more different, you know, the further that we get out. And so being able to network and be around, and I hate networking, by the way. (laughs) I hate it oh god I hate it and, and everybody should know this so that you don't invite me to a networking event. I hate it.
0: note I hate to it. self yeah
2: I hate it don't invite me and and it's, it's not because I don't want to meet the people it's just because it's like for me it's it's not intimate enough and I like to connect with people <laughs> and so yeah. things like this and talking to you guys is like you all being in my living room, you know, kicking it and having a conversation. That is what I enjoy. Nice. And so, um, so so, that organization, I'm able to um, literally talk to other business owners that are in the same space as I am, some with multiple businesses, some making over $600,000. I mean, it's just, you know, there's... Some lady I talked to, she made, she was on par to do nine hundred thousand. You know, it, these are things that, and I'm talking to her, and I'm like, okay, that kind of makes me a little nervous. Like, are you nervous? You know, just being able to have those types of conversations and them sharing their experiences with me, I learned a lot from. And then, um, and then I talked to my brother. My brother is, um, also a serial entrepreneur. Um, He's opened for four businesses um, and he is a wealth of knowledge as well. And and so, you know, I have the family network um, to be able to have conversations. But then on top of that, um, I'm building additional relationships and um, it's it's been interesting. Yeah,
0: I love that word. Wealth of knowledge. Yeah, Yeah. my God. Lord, put me. I need to meet a wealth (laughs) analogist. Please, Lord, do it. Do it it for me, Lord. Do it for me. (laughs) All right. So, um, if you could, um, can you just take a moment and just speak to the entrepreneurs that are listening today, either current or future RDU Black entrepreneurs? Um, If you could, like, give them. just a nugget to live by
2: your dream is valid it is critical it is important to build community and just because the uh, situation around you or the atmosphere around you is not conducive for you right now doesn't mean it won't be you should create The world that you want the community that you want the business that you want and you have all the tools internally to do that
0: that's absolutely wonderful everybody clap it up clap it up clap it up for uh miss miss joy (laughs) spike thank you so much thank you so much joy this was definitely a pleasure
1: yes thank you so much